The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome. If you're listening live, you might be here in the Seattle area on 1150 AM KKNW radio. Uh, you might be listening on somewhere around the world on Transformation Talk Radio, Blog Talk Radio. If you're listening after the fact, you might be listening this to the archives on ChristineUpchurch.com or one of the dozens and dozens of podcasts this show ends up in. But wherever and whenever you're listening from, I'm so grateful you're joining us here today. After, well, I don't know, seven years of doing radio, uh, we're going to be talking about something we have never talked about before. Really exciting for me, and you'll understand why. But I'm going to just give you that little teaser before I say hello to the men behind all the technology. Mr. Benny Mathers, good morning, Benny. I think it's going to be a perfect day. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Just a little one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I figured you'd have some puns, and I'm looking forward to finding out what music you're going to be playing on the bumpers. Well, I'm a dad, you know. <laughs> what day wouldn't be without some dad punniness? <laughs> yes, exactly. And what we're going to be talking about today is cats. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, if we're Facebook friends, you probably already know that um, I'm officially a crazy cat lady. Um, I've had a cat all my life, at least one cat, and oh, about four or five years ago, my kids and I adopted three at once, and I was told by several of my friends that that's an official crazy cat lady starter package. <laughs> so, it's Are you serious? Yes. That'd be a great picture, <laughs> like you coming in all at once, and then just like the meme above it. Yeah, yeah. I've, <laughs> believe me, my friends already did that to me on Facebook, right? I love it. That's but it's it. Cats are such a, an integral part of my life, and so many people have this great affinity for cats. They're a part of the family, and what we're going to be talking about today is how we can use holistic approaches, loving approaches, to getting along well and, and helping them to thrive in various ways. And our guest today is a return guest. Um, she is Cac Young. And she has earned her Ph.D. in natural health. She holds doctorates in naturopathy and hypnotherapy. Uh, she's a certified animal healer and Reiki master, the author of, get this, like 20 self-help books. Um, and she talks about essential oils. She's talked about crystals on the show before, pendulums, Bach flower remedies, um, metaphysics. She's many other things as well. Um, and I think we can just officially call her an overachiever but an overachiever with heart. I'm really grateful to have her to, here today, Dr. Cack William Cack Young. Thanks uh, for joining us here today, Cack. <laughs> I'll get your name straight. She got a she got a hairball in her mouth. <laughs> Trying to get that out of there. Oh, I love how absolutely wonderfully delightful, crazy you two are. It's just so so much fun to be on the show with you. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, it's it's great to have you here. And I have to tell you. You've got, you know, um, one new book that's out and another one that's coming out very soon. Um, the one that's already out is the One Minute Cat Manager 
60 Seconds to Feline Shangri-La. And your one coming out is Natural Healing for Cats, combining Bach flower remedies and behavioral therapy. Now, first of all, we all want to know about your affinity with cats. Tell us a little bit about why they are near and dear to your heart. Well, uh, years ago, my friend Donna Smith, uh, we worked together in show business, and she and her husband uh, trapped feral cats that were in the neighborhood. They would trap them. They would bring them into what they, you know, their second bedroom, which they called the cat room. They would stay, neuter them, and then find them a foster home. Uh-huh. Well, one particular day, Donna had heard in the, underneath her sink, she'd heard some meowing. And oh. so uh, she went down to see what was going on. Well, trapped down in the wall behind the pipe was a mother and her newborn litter. Oh. So she, what she so she got uh, she called the fire department, you know, as any any smart person would do, and said, "Can you help rescue cats?" Well, they said, uh, "Well, ma'am, we can't really do that on duty." But one of the firefighters. Uh, after his shift, came over to her house and said, let me see if I can help. Uh-huh. So of all things, he had to make a hole in the wall, and sure. when they did that, the mother cat left. But he was able to build a little box, and he created a little elevator where he scooped up all the kitties one by one, and he put them in this little elevator box. Donna put them in a shoebox, and when they were about to, when she was about to go out to the vet, they heard one last little boy and so with a flashlight and his little elevator they scooped they labeled up one little black kitty Uh and Donna named that Lucy and or for Lucifer and it wasn't a boy it was a girl and she became my cat I adopted her from Donna and she lived 24 years wow that's a long time for a cat well, she started out as a survivor. And yeah. so, yes, and so Lucy really taught me a lot of things. I've dedicated um, the one-minute cat manager to uh-huh, her right. because she was extraordinary, and she let me experiment on her. You know, I had to travel a lot with my job. Um, I was in television, I was a director, and I had to travel, but I had a cat mommy come take care of them. However, at at my corporate job at Universal Studios, I learned about how to manage my staff by using the one-minute techniques that Ken Blanchard taught, the one-minute manager. Right. So I thought, well, you know, in order to give my cats all the love and not have them disappointed every morning I walked out the door, that I would uh, involve myself with one-minute cat managing techniques. And by gosh, it worked. So for that one minute before I would leave in the morning, I would focus intently on my cat. I would love all over her, tell her what a beautiful cat she was, blah, 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 Uh and and really, really mean it. So for the whole day, she could then nap, and when I came home, first thing I did was put down my briefcase and just spend that one minute with Lucy. Uh And we developed a great bond because that those moments and then whenever there was a need or I could see something I would spend one minute with her figuring it out and of course you know one minute can become three when it involves the litter box but it's the concept that there's nothing in the world but my cat in our relationship for this one minute and it was a complete turnaround 
interesting, complete turnaround. And think about how intuitive I think animals are, and and cats are both intuitive and very intelligent. Um, They're going to know if we're focused on something else, if we're focused on something on our iPhone or cooking a meal or watching TV or something. Um, And so that that attention, they're probably they're probably very aware of whether we're fully attentive or not. Well, I think so. I think they have many levels of emotion and personality and sensory devices, and they really can. Uh, they really can sense what's going on with us. So mm-hmm. if, if we try to fool them and, you know, like you say, pet them and, and play a video game, they're going to know that they aren't the focus. But when we make them the focus for that short amount of time, it really deepens our ability to communicate as a human being, and mm-hmm. it solidifies that bond with them because they love to feel special. They mm-hmm. love to have our attention. And, you know, we are their person, and they are our kitty person. Uh-huh. And it, it, that's what we need to nurture, and everybody stays healthy <laughs> and lives longer. I know those are big claims, but it's yeah. true. I had yeah. a 24-year-old cat. Right, yeah. So I, I would love for you to unpack some of the mysteries of cat behavior, which you do in the One Minute Cat Manager, I believe. It's, I've, I've read both books. I'm not sure which book it is. But you talk about some basic uh, cat behavior. Um, can you just share with our listeners like, what some of that is? Well, sure. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, what, to find out what's going on with our cat, we really just need to them and their body language will tell us what we need to know. Mm-hmm. So if we look at their ears, for example, um, if they are forward, it means your cat is very alert, interested, mm-hmm. or, or happy. If the ears face backwards or sideways or flat like an airplane, it means that the cat's either irritated, angry, or perhaps even frightened. And when the ears swivel around like little radar uh, dishes, it means that he's attentive um, and listening to every sound. He's Uh on some kind of alert uh, because they need to protect themselves. Uh Um, The tail is also really, really an interesting thing to watch. It is. It's it's almost like a a flag that you you need to kind of interpret. It's how how it's how it's flying. Yeah, how the flag is flying and whether it's puffed out or whether it's straight and whether it's vibrating. And they can tell you, you can know then how to stay away from them if they're agitated. Uh, God forbid that they're ill or something, but they may be fearful of something. And that's when, uh, you know, um, altercations can occur. And so it's really interested if the tail is erect and the fur is flat, then this just means the cat's on alert. So you look at the tail and the ears to find out if they're inquisitive or happy. Mm -hmm. If the fur is standing on end, you know, kind of like a Halloween cat, Uh it means they're either angry or they're really uh, frightened in some way. And if they hold the tail very low or tucked between the legs, uh, the cat's insecure, anxious, and very worried. Mm-hmm. And then if the tail thrashes back and forth, the signal is uh, telling you that the cat's agitated. Uh-huh. The faster the tail goes, the angrier the cat is. Mm. 
So, but inter- oh, go ahead. But what about when like cats are bird watching through a window, and um, that the tail starts to go back and forth? How is that different than the angry one? Well, that because they're they're crouched down, they're watching. And they're getting ready. They're like, that's like a propeller in the back. Okay, <laughs> yes. I'm ready to pound. Now, we know they can't, but they still like to have the feeling that they are actually in control of their environment. Yeah, and, of course, it's instinctual. So, um, anyway, this is this is an interesting book. We're going to talk a little bit more about cat behavior, but also holistic approaches to cat well-being. Stay tuned for more with Dr. Kak Young. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance. From the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On the Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show. It may not sound like it's my show. You know, it may sound like it's a cartoon or something along those lines, but no, it is Alternative Talk Radio, 1150 AM, KKNW, and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. Um, I'm talking to Dr. Kak Young. And Kak, 
I really appreciate your approach to um, working to change cats' behavior. I think about so many of the approaches with animals of, of trying to control and, and be the alpha, and I think that there's a lot of negative feedback approaches to dealing with pets. You've got a very different approach. Can you share with our listeners what that is? Well, it is. Um, I really honor them as members of my family, and I make them an equal partner because they are an equal partner in my emotional life in the sense that um, I love them, and they love me back, uh-huh. uh, or, or, you know, or whatever the cat or dog equivalent of that is. Right. But it's a reciprocal relationship, and so um, I wouldn't call my cat something like stinky or stupid or, you know, uh-huh. dingy. I would want to call my cat something that honors them. And uh, I think it's, you know, it's, I, I saw cats when it was on Broadway five times. Uh-huh. And I, and one of the, you know, one of the poems that T.S. Eliot wrote um, suggested that you name a cat something proper, something respectful. Uh-huh. And so my cats have that. They have uh, if I'm going to bring them into my family, I'm not going to kick them around or, or, you know, punish them for something that is natural to them. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned, and I, I said to myself, okay, if you're going to have one of these creatures in your life, then learn about them. Learn about how they see the world. Get down on your hands and knees and take a look around and find out how they see the world. Find mm-hmm. out what they need. Certainly, as they get older, we have to accommodate their needs as a, or their little joints and uh, going upstairs more slowly. So I pay attention to the cats. I think that's number one thing. I pay attention to them. I observe their needs. Um, I certainly have a life. I'm very busy, but I also make time for my cats. I make one-on-one time to treat them. And I talk to them. I, I you know, let them communicate to me. Here's our time together. Tell me what's going on. Uh-huh. And they will through their body language or their behavior. Right, right. And I talk to my cats a lot. And it's funny because when I have people come over, I find myself still talking to my cats a lot. And uh, I think that some people think that's rather odd. But um, it just seems like a really important part of having that verbal communication. Well, it is, and that's why in the back of the book, in the One Minute Cat Manager, I went ahead and asked a lot of my writer friends, even a radio personality, uh-huh. Dave Congleton, yeah. to write bedtime stories, one-minute bedtime stories that we can read to our cats. Uh-huh. Well, the response was absolutely off the charts. Everybody was like, oh, sure, I'd love to write a bedtime <laughs> story for a cat. And so, you know, it was great. And in in the book, I have bedtime stories. So yes. you can take this book, The One-Minute Cat Manager, and read them a one-minute bedtime story. Now, you know, <laughs> they love it. Yeah. They love it. If you get so, you know, loving and quiet with them, they love their bedtime story. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute. And I, and I say to my dog-loving friends, okay, you can still buy the book. Read it to your dogs. Just change the noun. <laughs> I love that. Well, it's funny because one of my cats, um, she's just very, very sensitive. And if I am reading aloud, particularly if I'm reading, like when I write, sometimes part of my editing process of what I've written is I read it aloud. 
And of course, if I'm writing about spiritual myths or you know something something in the consciousness realm, it's it's somewhat serious and it doesn't have the 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 friendly, loving intonations in it because that's just not the way I'm reading something that's nonfiction. And she will come up to me and she'll start to nip at my ankles like, "Mommy, that's upsetting to me," you know. <laughs> so, and I have to be careful not to have her in the room with me when I'm doing a radio interview because. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm being interviewed, you know, when I'm on the other side of the mic, I'll be talking about something very serious, something in my past, something, you know, my perspective on what's going on in the world. And she won't have anything of it. Like, that's that's not that lovey-dovey voice that you usually use. Exactly. Exactly. And they respond. Well, they respond differently to music, too. Um, uh, and, if you know, if the teenagers in the house play heavy metal, uh-huh. the cats don't like that as much as they like well it you know research has proven that they really do prefer classical music uh-huh. and wc is a big favorite for cats uh-huh. um and and wagner not so much but wc and some of the lighter mozart uh they really respond well to it's healing for them huh so speaking of healing i've I, i've heard that um cat purrs have certain vibrations that can be um, attributed to healing different aspects of, of human conditions? Yes, absolutely. And the more that the researchers are out there listening to vibrations, uh-huh. and certainly um, the cat per, I think it's in the 40 megahertz level, which is the healing level, or 44 megahertz level, which uh-huh. is the healing level, and, uh, I mean, that's a whole other show. We can talk about how yeah. the music vibrations were changed uh, by law okay. in order to make music more agitating to the human condition. Ooh, but, ooh, yes. that, that sounds like an interesting show, yes. We'll put oh, that, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very powerful and very political, but it's, uh, it happened in the, in the 40s. So, uh, but, but we can definitely uh, concentrate on the vibrations of the cat, which is why... Um, the natural healing for cats, combining box flower remedies and behavioral therapy, was written because Dr. Bach based his healing on vibrations, the vibrations of flowers and remedies back in the 30s. He dedicated his life to it. He was an award-winning biologist uh-huh. in, uh, in downtown London, and he observed natural things at the observatory, uh, uh, nature-related things in Uh the natural world at the observatory in London. Uh, He would get away from his laboratory to do that. And so when he discovered the the birds and the animals relating to the vibrations of nature, he discovered that he could really cure or help human disease by way of using the vibrations in flowers. And I... Uh, oh, okay, so let's, let's, a, let, let's, let's back up for a minute here because I know some people are very familiar with this, but they're gonna, we're going to have other listeners who are saying, wait a minute, vibration of flowers, what does that mean? Well, uh, Dr. Edward Bach believed that disease in the body was nothing but the result of disharmony between the soul and the mind. Uh-huh. So if you remove the disharmony, you can regain harmony between the soul and mind and then the whole body slips right back into place, being into its perfect natural condition. Mm-hmm. So the vibrations of the flowers 
used in minute amounts. It's very similar to homeopathy, but mm-hmm. it's different because this is flower essences in water as opposed to homeopathic uh, remedies, which are more like pills and solids. But it's all working in the vibrational realm. A lot of people, a lot of researchers are getting into that now. It's, it's an old technique. The Egyptians used vibrational healing therapy. The Greeks used it. Even the Romans used it with the first tuning fork. So we're just catching up in this generation, in this decade, towards how vibrations can heal us through sound and music and now the vibrations in things, in essences. And of course, and in so, light as well, let me add something here, because um, I've worked in the realm of, of what I believe is is um, healing through um, frequency that, that's light. And it is, um, scientists have begun to discover that it seems that the biochemical healing process that happens within the body doesn't begin within the body, that it actually begins a little bit off of the body. And yes, they're able to um, assess that we have this vibration, this light that extends beyond the edges of the body. So it makes a perfect sense that if you're, you're interacting with, and the scientists have shown this in a variety of studies, I've been part of it, if you're, if you're interacting with that vibrational field that can only be imaged through, you know, special techniques, then that can trigger that biochemical process in the body um, and energetically start the physical healing. Exactly. And in the 1500s, the Vedas discovered the chakra circles within us, which are healing circles of different colored light. Uh And in 1977, Valerie Hunt at UCLA was able to photograph some of these natural auras and vibrations. Uh So it isn't woo-woo anymore. It is science. Yeah, and there are many at universities around the world who now call it biofield instead of an aura, and it's it's become very scientific and exciting. Um, But I want to hear more about how these flower essences affect our vibration and, and begin the healing, but we have to go to another quick break. So stay tuned for more all about cats and our well-being. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms. However, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved, becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, and loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power at work, home, and play. 
Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms, helping everyday women create extraordinary lives every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit VibrantPowerfulMoms.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, It can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW in the Seattle area and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. I'm talking to Dr. Kak Young, and we're talking about natural healing for cats. We're talking about how cats help us heal. We're talking about cat behavior. And before the break, Kak, we were talking about um, how the the cat frequency can affect us. We were also talking about Bach flower remedies affecting our frequency. I wanted to share one story to, to finish up this concept of cats helping us to heal because I've got this one cat, and she's, Luna is her name, and she is, um, she's a, a little cuddle bunch sometimes, but it has to be on her terms, and it's almost like you give her love and give her love, and then she, all of a sudden she's had enough, like, and then she has to walk away. It, it's like she's got a very sensitive nervous system. Um, and so if you shift around, if she's on her, your lap, then she'll, like, oftentimes climb down. But when I'm coming down with something, even before I know it, like there have been a couple times when I've been coming down with a chest cold and I really don't know it yet, she will climb on my chest and just lay there and lay there and lay there. And there was one time when it like it got to be really bad. I had the flu and I was coughing and coughing and she just stayed there on my chest. So it was really clear that she was working to help me to heal. They are blessings, absolutely blessings. Many of them are so in touch with us and our vibration. Uh, it, it's just amazing. I love in some of the senior retirement homes where cats will visit, will be able to visit, and and the famous cat that would they called her, I think, the death nurse. And if someone was about to cross over, uh-huh. that cat would stay on their bed uh, with them up to two weeks or so until they really passed. And that cat brought more love and more light into those um, elderly people's lives. It was just, that, it's just beautiful. And that gives they, me chills. It's so wonderful. Mm, yeah. And, and, and they are, they are terrific. I, I do not understand why people abuse 
cats oh, or dogs oh, in any way. I, I mean, we are honored to have them in our lives we because are. of exactly what they did for you. They are healers. They are helpers. They are they are entertainers. Uh-huh. They are delightful people. <laughs> they yes. they have personalities. They, they and, and we get to know them that way. I think we can understand people a lot more if we just take the time to understand cats. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a part of understanding them. I mean, understanding them is a, a, a big part of it. But I think there's also this aspect of um, accepting that, except in certain situations, we are not going to control them. And I think that some people have a hard time with not being the authority over their their animal. And um, with cats, it's like you they're independent and they're not exactly pack animals, I don't think. And, and so you, you really need to allow them to be who they are as opposed to trying to make them fit into, you know, what what's your definition of what an animal should be. Well, that's right. And I think that when we listen to the Bible, for example, and it tells us that human beings have dominion over the earth. And mm. to a lot of people, that means, man, I am in charge. I am the king here. Right. Everybody will do what I want. And that's not what dominion meant in ancient Aramaic. It meant that you had the opportunity to lead them, to guide them. You mm-hmm. had the responsibility, like you do in Chinese medicine. If you right. save someone's life, you're responsible for them for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. So the attitude is not to dominate, but the attitude is you have been gifted with these creatures mm-hmm. in your environment, and you must lead them. And that means you lead them to be their best possible and most fulfilled creature that they can be. Right. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, so I know that there's, um, with, with cats, there can be all sorts of issues from, um, like, health issues that are kind of hidden. One of the things that I found so fascinating in your books, and I'm, I've read both of them sort of back to back, and so I'm, I'm, I may be mixing up which is which, but you were talking about how cats hide their illness. Why is that? And, and what do we need to watch out for? Ah, because originally, if they're traveling in a group, if they're traveling in a pack, they hide their illness because the pack, unfortunately, doesn't have compassion for the weakest one. If mm. the pack is going to survive, they can't have any weak links. So the, the, the one who is sick will be either left behind, starved, or ignored so that it can just die and not hold the group back. Wow. It is really collective consciousness. Mm. So that's why they hide it. It's in their DNA. That's where we have to be uh, Sherlock Holmes to really check that out and check their behavior and check um, what they're leaving behind in the in the cat box. And we have to look into their eyes and we have to see, ah, are they lethargic? What does that mean? How can I help them? Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, and to recognize that they are uh, emotional beings. They right. have emotions. They have feelings. They have things that drive them. They have instincts, of course. Um, but if they could talk to us in words, we would understand. Mm-hmm. We have to be bigger than that and read their body language and get to know them at a deeper level. Then we will know. Now, fortunately, we're not in a pack. Uh-huh. We're in a home, so we can help them. We can get their, get them veterinarian care. Right. Or we can read about the box flowers in my book, and we can give them 
natural vibrational help to uh, self-cure a lot of things. Okay, so give us some examples, please. Okay, so if a cat, um, Dr. Bach has seven basic emotional states that he says both humans and animals have. Okay. Fear, uncertainty, disinterest, loneliness, hypersensitivity, sad, depressed, and overprotective. Mm -hmm. So that's what we bring break down for cats. Now, if a cat has a lot of fear about certain things, maybe it's from the past, maybe it's from a, a, a bad adoption, maybe it's from abuse in the past, maybe mm-hmm. it's from being in the shelter. But if the cat is fearful, you can help them overcome that fear with uh, Bach flower remedies and behavioral therapy. And by that I mean you could use aspen, cherry plum, nimulus, red chestnut or rock rose, and you would place them in their water, or you could make up a uh, little bottle of diluted boxflower remedy with spring water, and then you could put it in their ears, um, not drops in the ears, but you would rub it into the uh, flesh of their ears, uh-huh. and that uh, that's where sometimes medicines are also applied in cats because that gets into the body. Oh, They're so sensitive. So it's kind yeah. of like what we might put under our tongue, we can put on the inside of their ears. Like That's but, right, but yeah. on the inside of the ears, but not as drops as you put it sure. on your, you know, you drop it on their fur and you rub it in. Uh-huh. Um, if, if you have a cat that seems lonely and, and isolated, that could be... That's an emotional situation. Uh-huh. So that could be from the past. It could be something current. Maybe there's a new baby in the house. Uh-huh. Maybe uh, someone thinks it's fine to lock their cat in the bathroom all day where they're gone. Uh-huh. That's not true. But if they do that, the cat might feel lonely. So you might want to give them heather or impatience or water violet. Uh-huh. Again, you make up your dilution and your concoction in a, in a dark glass bottle with spring water, and then you would massage that into their ears, or you would drop that in their water as well. Well, Sometimes cats get despondent and uh depressed. uh I know when there's the 4th of July and a lot of fireworks around, I can rescue remedy in their water three days before and three days after. Now, I've got it on my shelf, but remind me what's in Rescue Remedy. Rescue Remedy has five different remedies in it. Um, it has, uh, let's see if I can remember off the top of my head here, it has Rock Rose. It has, well, let me just go to the remedy page here and I'll tell you. That's okay if you did rem- don't remember. It's uh, But it's five different of the Bachflower remedies combined? Five different, yes. It has um, Star of Bethlehem, Rock Rose, Impatience, Cherry Plum, and clematis. Uh-huh. And the purposes of Rescue Remedy are for urgent care, trauma, protection, and speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I've used box flowers uh, f- not only for myself, and I wrote another book about that called The Quick Guide to Box Flowers for uh-huh. Humans, um, but I also have used it on my pets. Uh, we were evacuated in seven minutes during the Thomas Fire. Oh, After- yes, that terrible one down in California. Yep, we had seven minutes to get out, wow. and I uh, I grabbed Rescue Remedy, our phones, in a nightgown and slippers. That's all we had time for. Grabbed the, all the pets and headed off the hill that was on fire. Oh. So what the first thing I did is when we got into uh, a motel was 
you know, get their water bowls and, and put the rescue remedy in it because I knew it was, I mean, it was huge trauma. They were waking sure. out of their sleep, crammed into their into their um, carriers right, and right. put in a car and leaving. Mom, what are we doing? Uh-huh. So that kept actually all of us. We all had rescue remedy uh, for that time that we were evacuated and mm-hmm. moved around. Um, it was quite the stressful time. And still, because in our neighborhood now, everybody's rebuilding. 50% of the houses were burnt to the ground. Oh, dear. So was yours okay? Uh, I lost 30% of the house. Oh. But I, re- I got that rebuilt in about three or four months. So uh-huh. I was I was lucky. You know, I just did it. I just said, hey, let's get this fixed. So right. I did. And But now we're living with pounding and thumping and screeching and all that. And so everybody is on Rescue Remedy full time. <laughs> that, this is really interesting. And I want to learn more. We have to go to a quick break. But stay tuned for more with Cat Young. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. As a former research statistician, my scientific background is what many would call sensible. For more than a decade now, I have been working in the field of energy medicine, facilitating sessions and teaching around the world. People from the mainstream often ask me, how did a sensible woman like you end up working in such an alternative field? Implicit in their question is the underlying assumption that the field of subtle energy, such as energy healing and intuition, isn't sensible. But I believe it is very sensible. Even scientists are able to measure aspects of this. Approaching life from an energetic perspective brings us new opportunity for healing and transformation. And from a practical standpoint, even if you can't rationally explain how something works, if you experience a shift from it, then doesn't it make it pretty sensible? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? 
Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Welcome back to the Christine Eptrich Show. We are talking to Cack Young, and this hour is flying by, Cack. I know, I know. It always does. I have such a good time with you and Denny. Oh, and we always enjoy having you here, too. And you know, Cack, um, on the break, we were talking about Bach flower remedies versus essential oils, because I think that there are a lot of holistically-minded people who are listening right now who are used to using essential oils as well as Bach flower remedies on themselves. Are there issues with essential oils and pets? Oh, boy. Talk about a red flag, Christine. Yes, essential oils and cats and dogs do not mix. I have heard horror stories. I've seen terrible results. Um, Their entire system is very different than ours, and essential oils are extremely concentrated flower essences. And, And when you think of the essential oil, its purpose in the plant is to ward off viruses and diseases. Now, we are more compatible with the plant than the animals are. So what we want to be very careful of is using that those essences on a cat or a dog. And I'm pretty strict about which ones go where. Um, you know, uh, and, and I just say across the board, unless you're a certified aromatherapist and trained in animal aromatherapy, don't even try it. Mm-hmm. And be careful about diffusing essential oils yes. around your pets. Yeah. Be careful about that because they can't handle it. You can you can hurt their lungs and give them uh, problems uh, and scar tissue if you subject them to things that you are using for yourself that you know are safe. In mm-hmm. any way, people shouldn't diffuse anything more than 20 minutes at a given time. Yeah. Okay. That's really important information. Um, I know that um, when I was looking for a natural solution for uh, fleas for my cats, I found something called Wonderside, and they were talking about how the, it's the phenol in, um, in the essential oils that can be really toxic, particularly for cats, um, and they only use phenol-free stuff. But I think that it, if you're going to use any essential oils or derivatives of essential oils, you need to do some really good research um, because it can be very dangerous. Well, it can. It can. And you, if you go to Naha, the um, N-A-H-A dot org, um, Kelly Holland Azaro has written a paper, a, a PDF that talks about animal aromatherapy. And if you go to Naha dot org, you can find it within their, um, uh, within one of the drop down venues. It's a good thing to read. Um, I have some of, uh, some of the, information in my book, The Healing Art of Essential Oils, uh, written by her as well, written by me, but um, authorized by her. And it's important that we don't just automatically think, oh, look, here's a natural substance. This will be fine for my cat or dog. Because then we end up being, you know, we end up playing God and, and perhaps injuring our animal and losing them to death. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're so precious to us. It's, um, you know, I, I'm looking at your books right now, and it's like there's so many more things I want to talk about, and we only have a few minutes left. Um, is there, there any other kind of behavior you want to talk about that comes up often for cat owners that needs to be addressed, both behaviorally and with the Bach flower um, essences? Yes, I think any time there is a trauma within the household, if there's a lot of fighting within the household, 
for example, or and kinds of altercations, then understand that your pets are going to pick up that emotional. They're going to have an emotional response to that. And you might want to select a box flower remedy to help them get through that. If there is a new baby that comes into the house, your cat is going to feel different, feel neglected. Uh-huh. If, um, if you bring in a new partner, honor your cat. Know that there's going to be an emotional response to right. that. And help them with box flower remedies. They are gentle. They are natural. They are pure. They are completely safe, non-toxic. And those are the things to use for cats and dogs, and essential oils are not. Okay. So with the box flower remedies, um, are they, like, greatly diluted the way um, homeopathy is? Or Yes. And actually, the, the interesting thing about homeopathy and box flower usage is the lesser the dose, the greater the healing vibration. Isn't and that interesting? Yeah, it is. But see, now as we're uncovering this whole vibrational healing, we have to understand that we might need to turn our thinking 180 in order to be in this field. Uh-huh. But we can only grow and improve and help all living things when we look to these essences. You know, Dr. Bach was a gift to this planet. And all around the world, people use these with amazing uh, responses. Some people say, oh, it's just the placebo effect. Yet, the placebo effect has saved many, many lives. And it's more than that. It's right. using the vibrations of the world in, in order to heal ourselves. And also, if you're putting it in the cat water or the dog water, they don't know about it necessarily. They, it, it's not going to be the same placebo effect. You know, you can't, right. you can't discount that. That's exactly right, because they don't know, they haven't participated in that, and, but you will see the effect. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I have been able to paint an entire canvas of health and emotional well-being with my cats using box flower remedies mm-hmm. for over 40 years. So, so that stands for something. Is there a situation, like, like a real short story, where... Um, somebody has used the Bach flower remedies on their cat, and it's totally changed their situation? Well, yes, uh, indeed. Um, I, there are stories at the back of my book, the success stories, but I think one of the best ones is about chickens. That uh, <laughs> A friend of mine, a Bach flower remedy uh, therapist, um, used Bach flowers in, around her chickens in order to calm them when there was some upset with weather. So now she sprinkles box flower rescue remedy for the chickens, and it keeps her chickens calm uh, whenever there is anything going on weather-wise that would upset the chickens. And therefore, her eggs are better, and she wins uh, awards at her country fair every year because her <laughs> eggs are so terrific. I love that. I love that. Okay, so, Kak, I know you've got the one-minute cat manager, which is... Um, a, a real joy to read and it, it it talks about things that we can do for our pets and um and then you've got natural healing for cats which, which talks about combining the bach flower remedies and behavioral therapy um and in these books you've also got or in one of these books you've also got some stories about um famous people and their cats which i found absolutely fascinating can you share with our listeners about newton Yes, um, he invented the cat door, 
And he invented, actually, he had, uh, he wanted his cats to be able to go in and outside and not interrupt his, you know, Mm life-changing, world-shattering experience. So he had one door that he made for the mother cat, but he, 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 he didn't quite understand that he didn't need a second door for the children cats, for the kittens. So he made two doors, but then they all just used the one. So a, a big hole and a little people. hole. <laughs> yes, one big hole and one little hole. Yeah. And here, and that was, you know, Isaac, Sir Isaac Newton, who I couldn't figure out that they would use one door. Anyway, <laughs> I love that. I do too. I do too. And there's there's so many gems in these books. Um, and what's your website? My website is cacyoung.com, and that's spelled K-A-C. Kitchen Apple Charlie Young, Y-O-U-N-G dot com. All my books are there, and, of course, there's all kinds of more information on the tabs and pages. So uh, Natural Healing for Cats, look up Cats Box, and One Minute Cat Manager, look up that, and you can find that. And all my books are available today on Amazon. Fabulous. And um, my book that I'm a co-author on is available on Amazon um, as well. And if you put my name into the Amazon search, you'll find your way to it, where I address the downside to seeking. And there are several different authors who are talking about some of the spiritual cliches. It's also on the homepage of my website, christineupchurch.com. Thank you for joining us here today, and thank you, CAC. Um, You're always a wealth of positive and and, um, very important information. Thank you to you and Benny for creating a beautiful platform to educate and to inspire all of us. Thank you both. Mm. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com, where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.